Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah, come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy, sports, and politics crew. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. I want winners. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's been a while since we've been here. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And as always, when you're listening to us at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is the FSP Cruise Show. For now, I'm by myself. Um, I want to wish straight up, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's uh, um, um uh, Kwanzaa, um, or you celebrate Christmas. Some people of uh, different religions don't celebrate Christmas, but I'm going to wish you a happy holidays anyway. Uh, I'll be talking to you after the uh, uh, <clears throat> December 25th next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be the last Thursday of the year. Can you believe that? A week from today, it'll be uh, December 29th. It'll be the... Um, the last Thursday of 2016. Man, oh man, this year has flown by. Really flown by. It's been one hell of a ride. Uh, ups and downs. A lot of big names have passed past year. We'll reflect on some of that uh, next week. Uh, the list of people that have um, gone to a higher uh, plane and uh, reflect on the year. Uh, that's one of the things that we'll do um, on um, December 29th, since it's, like I said, it's the last Thursday that we'll be broadcasting on the uh, FSP cruise show. Uh, not the last Thursday uh, altogether, but the last Thursday of 2016. The number to call in is 347 347- Six three seven three two two zero. I say that again. It's three four seven six three seven three two two zero is the place to be. If you want to talk to me, and that be JT, and we're on the FSP Crew Show. Like I said, got a great show in store for you. Uh, we got a Thursday night game, pretty pretty intense game, an NFC East game. One team needs to win more than the other. The uh, two teams going in, in, in my opinion, two different directions. The Giants, who are um, are been steamrolling defensive wise, steamrolling people, uh, teams. Um, only team, only team that's beaten the um, twelve and two uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, only team has done that, and did it twice. Quite naturally, anybody who's been watching football saw what happened um, last week, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And uh, saw what happened the the first game of the year for the, the two teams against each other was the uh, and they beat them beat them in Dallas. So maybe the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East, um, the Cowboys number. Maybe the uh, maybe the Giants has the Cowboys number. Some teams, if you've listened to me more, more uh, uh, excuse me, if you've listened to me over the years, I've said that no matter what, 
there are some teams that just can't beat other teams. They just have their number. Just just have their number. Can't, I mean, it just it just it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, and maybe this this year that the New York Giants has the Dallas Cowboys number. Dak Prescott since then has the um, come back and played well. And uh, they, uh, the, the uh, Giants, need this win. They're ten and four right now. I didn't predict the Giants to be ten and four. To tell you the truth, I didn't predict them to be ten and four. I'm, I'm very surprised um, that they're ten and four. Uh, but, but they're only three and three on the road. And Eli doesn't play well on the road in Philly. And it's believe it or not, two years ago. The last time played the Philadelphia Eagles, it didn't go so well. He had a catastrophic knee injury. Uh, took him two years, along with assorted other injuries, to come back to the point that he is now. And like I said, this is the first time he's taken that step back or going back with the Giants to face the Eagles in an in extremely important game. Giants are trying to keep pace with the Dallas Cowboys, hoping the Cowboys um, slip up. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys, excuse me, the uh, New York Giants can can find a way to try to, they still have a shot to um, win the, believe it or not, which is unbelievable. But what has to happen, the Giants have to win out. And the Dallas Cowboys have to lose their last two. So that would put the Dallas Cowboys at 12 and 4. And quite naturally, same as the Giants, 12 and 4. But they have to win out. The Giants have to win out. And the Dallas Cowboys have to lose their last two. Without a shadow, they have to lose their last two. For the simple reason that and I'm looking up their, their records right now, the standings, see, and see um, where they stand. Quite naturally, uh, the, the Giants have the tiebreaker because of um, they, Dallas Cowboys, and I'll say it again, reiterated that the uh, Dallas Cowboys lost to the Giants. So right there, that's head-to-head. Um, they have the best of that. Now, the Dallas Cowboys play the Detroit Lions. Um, um, play the Detroit Lions um, this weekend. And the uh, and quite naturally, the New York Giants are playing the uh, Eagles this weekend. The Giants are three and one in division. The Dallas Cowboys are three and two. Like I said, the Dallas Cowboys play Detroit this week, and um, I think they play probably play the Washington Redskins at the end of the year. Let me see. No, they play the Eagles at the end of the year. Excuse me. I know it's someone in their division. So they play the Eagles at, uh, in Philadelphia. So would the Giants have a, a shot, like I said, to win the division? But they have to beat the Eagles this week. And um, next week, they face the um, – let me get it here. Come on. Computer doesn't want to act right here. And next week, the Giants play the um, Redskins. They do play the Redskins. So at the end of the year, the Eagles play the Dallas Cowboys at home. And the Redskins play the Giants. And the Redskins are at home. And the Giants do have difficulty playing in Washington. But it's, anything is possible. Let me bring in my esteemed co-host. Um, who um, 
I have a matchup that we're going to talk about um, this this week. Let me bring in my uh, um, guy from North Jersey, my fellow Jersey guy, um, Double J. They call him Jeff, alias the uh, Joker. Jeff the Joker, what's up, my man? How you been? Hey, Jerry. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're playing for the uh, championship in the uh, ESPN IDP League, and uh, I was hoping you would win in the Yahoo League because if you did, <laughs> then I'd be playing you in the semifinals right. of that league. But, right. you know, I'll tell you, sometimes I look at those leagues and I think you, me, Vic, one or maybe one or two other guys, we're the headline acts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the other cats are the jobbers. You know? Right. Right. Um. But uh, and I know for uh, the the Yahoo League, we have the championship on week 17. Right. Which even if I win it, I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. And I, I've and heard, I don't I like the you. scoring. And I can't believe I I posted on the board because it's better to post it now while it's fresh in your head instead of waiting mm-hmm. until beginning of next year when nobody remembers anything, self-included, um, and, and nobody wants to put their two cents in. I don't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to tell you there, Jeff. I, um, I've, I've pr- approached Vic about this before. Um, he likes to go into 17 17- he wants something other than um, what is what is standard in other leagues, um, and uh, he, he likes to 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 tweak the scoring to, to have something completely. But uh, it's put, more than tweaking. Lack of a better word, it's, off the grid. Let me put it that way. It's it's, it's really it's off more the, than tweaking. That's what I don't mm-hmm. like about it. It's if it was a little tweak here or there, but it's more than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to the point where you know, uh, no matter what, your quarterback is always Gladys Knight and the rest of your team are just the pips, you know. And let's say mm-hmm. when the top 20 scorers are all quarterbacks, that's a little unbalanced. So, I mean, I okay. get it, but I think it goes a little too far. And and when it comes to tradition, I don't like sticking with tradition just for tradition's sake, but – fantasy championship on week 16 that's not just tradition that's a good tradition because week 17 there's a lot of guys getting rested you know et cetera, et cetera. um mm-hmm. you know i mean you know a championship is so important you don't want to you know uh, chance it on that week 17 now, i had this crazy idea which there's only one glitch in it my idea it would be for fantasy leagues for week seven, you know, you have your championship week 16. Week 17 would be like the Pro Bowl. And all okay. teams are eligible, and you just start your best guys, and whoever gets the, you know, highest points gets a few bucks, like, you know, maybe 25 bucks or whatever, because you got to play for something. The only mm-hmm. issue is that the teams that have been eliminated wouldn't have access to waivers for a little while. You know what I'm saying? So that that would affect it if they didn't have access to the waivers. And it would be odd for teams who, let's say, didn't qualify for the postseason to still have access to waivers for two weeks just for a Pro Bowl, you know. But I'm serious. Uh, 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 fantasy football Pro Bowl, I don't know. I think that that's what seven, week 17 would be good for. That, that was my uh, my creative idea. So when you when you say, because and, and, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around what you say that um, t- some teams won't have access to waivers. I, I don't understand how, what do you mean by that. If well, let's say if my idea about having a Pro Bowl, every, mm-hmm. every team in the league would be eligible. But let's say if you didn't make the playoffs, you probably would you wouldn't be able to use waivers weeks fifteen and sixteen. You oh, know really? what I'm saying? Because usually once you get eliminated, you can't use the waivers anymore, which makes sense because, you know, you're only going to mess it up for somebody else, and you got nothing to play for. You're not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Really? I don't know I if I'm explaining I, I, that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you. I, I now I understand exactly what okay. you're saying. But I've never. And I'm trying. I'm trying to recall whether you know because I've been eliminated from the playoffs more than once. I'm trying to think if I've ever used a waiver wire after I, I was eliminated, and I can't recall if I did have or not. 
So I can't really speak on it other than go by what you're saying because I'm, I, I can't recall if I've ever done that or not. Let me let me just look at something here because I've been eliminated from. So you're saying that you can you you can probably acquire from the free agency market or or, or no? You're not even have access to that if you if you've been well, eliminated. Usually, once from you get players. eliminated, you can't you can't access that. Or it's a, if it's not even if the system allows it, um, it would be usually it's against the league rules, you know. Oh really? Yeah, because think about it. If if you're eliminated from the playoffs, what do you need a waiver for? You know, that's my theme music. You know, um, but uh, I'll tell you another interesting thing, which you probably noticed um, a, a couple days ago, that this week 16, because December 25th falls on a Sunday, most of the games NFL games are on Saturday. So yes. a lot of these. NFL championships are going to be settled on Saturday. There's yes. there's two games on Sunday, I think, and then there's a Monday night game. Um, but that that's kind of interesting to have all those Saturday games. I I mean, it probably wasn't that long ago. I can't remember if they did that the last time December 25th fell on a Sunday. Well, a lot of them maybe decided on Saturday. But I can tell you right now that the teams that are playing on Sunday and Monday um, are, are going to include a lot of teams that have players in there. You're talking about just just from Monday, just from Monday, you have um, Matthew Stafford, um, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Jason Witten, um, Des Bryant, and I'm trying to think who else else would be a um, on, on the Detroit side, maybe uh, Golden Tate, um, Eric Ebron. So, yep, you got yep. guys. You got, you got guys that are even in Monday's matchup can decide um, the fate of of, of uh, one team or another in, in fantasy. Um, and, and quite naturally on Sunday, you got Baltimore versus, versus Pittsburgh, which is a hell of a matchup for uh, for Christmas. And Denver, Kansas City. I mean. It doesn't get any better than that. If you're looking for uh, good games, uh, I mean, excellent matchups and division rivals, how I, I, I don't know how it, it would get any better than Baltimore versus Pittsburgh and a old AFL, now AFC rival, still in the same division, the Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I mean, that is um, – and, and and you have a chance, Jeff. For those who celebrate Christmas, I you know I, I know I, I know you don't, but for those who celebrate Christmas, can celebrate it for the most of the day. Get down and and, and near the mid afternoon or or getting toward the late afternoon, settle down to a nice Christmas dinner, and be able to watch the first of two games. It's not like you have a one o'clock game right in the middle of the afternoon, um, in, in for Christmas. It starts at four thirty, so the NFL was extremely smart in scheduling on Sunday two late games, one four thirty, and the other one uh, as people are trying to keep themselves awake from a big fat uh, meal at eight thirty. So uh, before I I, I I go any further, uh, I'm going to wish you. Um, uh, Happy Hanukkah. I think it starts the day after Christmas. Am I right about that, or it starts tomorrow? Uh, I think I think it starts Christmas Eve. I think Han- yes. Jewish holidays okay. always start at night. So I, I think okay. uh, the first night of Hanukkah is uh, Saturday night. I think. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, the slate of games. Um, I know. In the, the league, I, I I'm a commissioner of. Uh, I, I've seen the two teams that have um their matchup uh and their 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 um championship uh it's a family league their championship is going to be decided on Saturday. They don't have any players unbelievable as it may be. They don't have any players on Sunday or Monday. Let me just let me just make sure I'm right about that cuz the last time I checked I thought I saw a, that there were no players from Sunday or Monday 
on that uh, on that uh, on those rosters. Bear with me for a minute, Jeff. Let me get in get in here. Uh, come on. Really? Bear with me for a minute, Jeff. Here. There we go. Hold on. So what I'm thinking here is that the uh, and it happens to be um, one of my uh, young well, my youngest brother and, and one of my nephews that are happen to be uh, going up against each other. Um, and you know I wanted to get to you with you yet last week, Jeff, or the week before, because this is the uh, uh, scenario that went down in my league. Um, like I said, I, I had been in um um. I have seven leagues I was in, and every league I, I, I made the playoffs. Um, my uh, family league um, was my best league. Um, I had a dominating 12-1 and one record, Jeff. 12-1 and one record. Shabby. No, no, 12-1 and one record, number one seed, right? Dominating right. Each, and, each and every week. Dominating each and every week. Comes the first round of the playoffs. In fact, the nephew that I'm playing, the nephew that uh, I played the first week, is uh, um, going for the championship. So you know what happened. First round of the playoffs. I've been dominating each and every week. So every player, I think, except for. Um, my kicker, who gave me double digits, and um, I'm trying to think who else gave me double digits in that freaking debacle I had the first week. Um, I'm bringing it up now and, and let you know what, what exactly, what happened for whatever reason. Um, excuse me. So, LaShawn McCoy was my highest score. Then I had my tight end that gave me uh, 11 points, and my kicker gave me 10. Every other player gave me single digits, including my quarterback. Dak Prescott gave me eight points. Spencer Ware gave me six points against Oakland. Mike Evans going against New Orleans gave me eight points. Des Bryant, who went against your New York Giants, gave me only a point. Amari Cooper going against the Kansas City Chiefs gave me seven points. Unbelievable. You got all the duds of the week. You, you know yes. what? It, my it's possible. My lowest output of the year. That you know, that my thing is, if a team, if a league, is willing to go a three-week playoff format, then usually the top two seeds get a buy, yeah. and at least you get something. For being eleven and two or twelve and one or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, because mm-hmm. one of the things with fantasy football, when only let's say, if only four teams make the playoffs, then uh, really the the only advantage of, of, of being the number one seed, which is usually a real accomplishment, all you get for that is an easier matchup. Um, right, supposedly you know, easier matchup. Yeah. And the the problem is, you know, you could go thirteen and zero, you go fourteen and zero, you lose you lose in the playoffs. It doesn't mean anything, you know. Right. Um, and that's you know, and and and, you know, sometimes you could have a great squad and just have an aberration where you have multiple guys having really bad games. And funny you should mention Des Bryant because I was just thinking, you know, he's been a dud. And a lot of the mm-hmm. big-name wide receivers have been duds, and some have been uh, – a lot have been injured lately. Um, right. In Oakland, you know, uh, Cooper and Crabtree, a very nice duo, they, they they almost never both have a big game at the same time. And, and both of those guys are banged up. Des Bryant's been a dud. Um, 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been a dud. Um, A.J. Green, he's missed a few games. Julio Jones, he missed a game or two. Um, you know, I have A.J. Green in the ESPN League. A, a guy like that missing multiple weeks coming back, I don't feel confident starting him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, it stinks to to start to, to bench a, a stud wide receiver, but I don't want to take a chance on uh, you know him, you know, getting you know pulling something early in the game and then spending uh, the rest of it, uh, you know, rest of the game on the bench. But there have been a lot of dud wide receivers, and uh, maybe it's not a coincidence. I got a guy who really broke through, um, Terrell Pryor in two leagues, and I'm in the playoffs for both of those leagues because. Um, uh, you know, he came out of nowhere. I mean, you know, he was getting drafted. I mean, I, I didn't think he would be as productive as he's been. And unfortunately, now he's cooled off and he's banged up. But I, I didn't imagine I'd be starting that guy almost every week. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, he'd catch a few passes, maybe a trick play once in a while. You know, I thought he'd be at best a wide receiver four. And uh, he had quite a year. So, uh, especially he's had, you know, what, how many different quarterbacks throwing him to football? Um, but there have been a, a, well, there's always duds, but this year there's been a lot of duds at wide receiver. Um, but I guess that's why, you know, you, you don't want to phone in the end of your draft because if you're lucky, you could pick up a guy like Pryor who could kind of help save your team. If, uh, one of, one of the high picks falters. Yeah, I, um, I uh, totally agree with you, Jeff. And, um, There's a, there've been a lot of guys that um not a lot of guys but uh surprised um uh players Taylor Gabriel being one of them Tyreek Hill for another um who's been a uh big play waiting to happen uh for the um for the uh Kansas City Chiefs um but we have an instrument. Oh, oh, and, and and in a Yahoo league that you're not in, but Vic and I are in, which just happens to be a heavy IDP league, really heavy IDP. Majority of the positions are IDP versus the uh, uh, offensive weapons. Um, the first four seeds went out in the first round. First four <laughs> seeds went out in the first round. And uh, I happened to be the fifth seed. So that's another championship that I'm going to uh, been able to get to, uh, to the championship. That's another one I'm, I'm trying to get. Uh, first time in the league, uh, I think it was a 16-team league, I, uh, heavy in the IDP. Um, and I, I, I have, I mean, you've heard me say it before. Um all you have to do is get in the playoffs. First seed, second seed doesn't make it. Seeds don't mean squat once you get in the playoffs. It's 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 just how how um, lucky you can be um, that none of you guys get hurt um, and that they come through when you need them the most, especially in the playoffs. And it doesn't make a difference if you're the eighth seed or the first seed or the number one seed. If you don't have a buy. And, and don't get a chance of either first or second seed and get the chance to get to the um, second round because you had, do have a bye and you play the first round, um, it, don't, it doesn't mean squat. And obviously, like uh, the one league that I'm in, that I was in, that I uh, was a, the number one seed, got bounced by the eighth seed. And in this other Yahoo league, that the first four seeds um, got bounced um, out of the first round, which is un- amazing, um, but it is what it is. Um, uh, and uh, you just have to—I uh, wouldn't say grin and bear it, but it's quite naturally you have to deal with it because you have no other choice. You can't change it. Um, you just have to. Uh, I wouldn't say learn from your mistakes because you just you, your luck or whatever just ran out. You put the best lineup. I mean, the absolute best lineup. Uh, the, the players I had on on these teams were great players. Players that were, for the most part, were producing week in and week out. And 
a lot of people got bounced. Uh, Drew Brees killed people in the first round. Um, I'm trying to think who else killed people in the first round that uh, um, Julio Jones didn't didn't play. That that killed some people in the first round that did, didn't have a adequate um, replacement. Um, Melvin Gordon got hurt in in the first round of the playoffs, um, and, and I suffered from that, and, and some other people have suffered from that also. Uh, so you had guys that were performing and giving you good good points and helping you along with the rest of your um, um, plays you had on your squad to, to win it week, week in and week out. First week of the playoffs, guys that were consistent enough to week in and week out to get you to the playoffs throw you a, a stinker. And then you out out of the playoffs wondering what the hell happened? How did that happen? Well, it, that's the the fantasy football gods doing their thing at the worst time for you, and you can't do nothing. You chalk it up and say, "Up, uh, oh, 2017, maybe maybe I'll get a luckier." There. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I've seen it. You know, I mean, the thing is. I've heard some, you know, some of the experts or serious players talk about getting guys with good postseason matchups, which I've tried, but my priority is getting there. You know, yep. I mean, you try too hard to get guys with those good matchups. Uh, uh, you know, it could hurt your shot at making the playoffs. But, you know, um, uh, but, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, every league is different and whatever because um, – you know, sometimes you stream defenses, um, uh, but some guys might get, you know, get a little conservative, you know, in the playoffs. Uh, you know, some guys stream kickers. I'll tell you, a guy who uh, hurt me a lot, um, uh, Jimmy Graham. You know, I mean, he did have some good games, mm-hmm. but he had a couple duds in a row. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and I don't know, I think going into the season, it looked like there was a lot of depth at tight end. And, you know, like, uh, I got Martellus Bennett on uh, the ESPN League, and uh, I saw that he was ranked number nine in tight end. I'm like, he's number nine? He hasn't done that much, but I I guess by default he's number nine, you know? Uh, uh, You know, and and just sometimes it's like with with you having a good team with all those guys scoring single digit, it's a, you know, it's a, a, I guess they call it, I don't uh, you know, an aberration, but it, it can happen, unfortunately. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was once the beneficiary of something like that. I mean, you know, it was an absolute miracle that this guy had most of his roster do squat. It was, it was, I thought it was almost mathematically impossible, but it, it, it can happen, you know, and that's the thing about playoffs. It's, it's one and done. Now, this is weird. My friend Steve is in a league where for the playoffs, it's a two-week matchup, which to me makes no sense. Football okay. is is a one-week thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, NFL team except for the bye week, they have one game a week. That's it. But for his his league, their playoff format, it's you you go against the other team, and it's the best total after two weeks. Very strange. Um. I, I I don't like it, whatever, but it was in the fine print of that league, so uh, Giants getting behind early. Um, uh, so, you know, and it's funny because I've made that mistake. You know, you re, there's so many details of a league, it looks all right, and then once you're in the league, it's like, oh, if I would have known about that, I might not have joined. And believe me, I have heard of some ridiculous leagues. One of the worst I ever heard was a league – with a very tight limit on how many waiver moves you can make, which really? to me goes against. Yeah, I know. Isn't that stupid? I'm not kidding. It was something like you only allowed. I'm not kidding. Like eight waiver moves for the season. It's like that's not sufficient to properly manage your team. It goes against the ideas of fantasy football. You know what I'm sure. saying? Absolutely. It really does. Now, I'm, then you try to think. Well, why did that get started? Maybe there was some maniac who was making 50 moves or something. 
Um, but if that's the case, there's other ways to deal with that. Like if you had bid waivers or something, maybe that could cut down on it. In some leagues, that you could only pick up a player three times a season, just so you're not just juggling the same guys all the time. Right. Um, but it was the stupidest thing. And I, I told Steve, I was like, and he did leave that league. Uh, I was like, you got to leave that league. I'm like, that that's a stupid rule. I mean, because usually, you know, I mean, because that that's that's ridiculous. It, it, I mean. Let's say maybe if I said, you know, you need at least one waiver move a week and it, 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 there shouldn't be a limit. I mean, but this is the kind of nonsense rules that some people create. Right. And, you know, uh, and my thing is when he was in that league, I'm like, hey, try to make a trade or two because it'll save you a waiver move, you know. Um, but you shouldn't have to think like that. And, and if anything, what takes you off when you're a fantasy GM when guys neglect their teams it affects the competitive balance when they they can't bother to do waivers. I can't imagine having to deal with a very low limit of waiver moves. I mean, it's it's stupid. Yeah, um, that doesn't make any sense. That that spoils right. the um the the one of the things about fantasy football that right. being able to maneuver the waiver wire. Wait, it's a big part of it, you know. I mean, yeah. but for some silly reason. You know, I guess the commissioner, he got it in his head. But, you know, uh, I'm sure he Steve wasn't the only guy who left that league. Um, I'll tell you, if if I overlooked that in the fine print of a league, I'd be ticked off. <laughs> well, I, I would be I, I, seriously, I, I, seriously ticked off. I'm in one league, um, and, and it happened – this is ironic because um, the first week of the playoffs, I was in – like I said, I was in seven out of seven. And I got knocked out of three playoffs. I was the second seed in, 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 in just the league like you're talking about, Jeff, that had a two-week um, round. Hey, why? I don't get that. Well, I, I joined the league. I've been in the league. Uh, okay. I, I won the league uh, two or three years ago. <gasps> Excuse me, two or three years ago. And I had a very good team this, 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 week, this year, too. Happens to be a standard league. And um, – it they don't you know normally if you don't make any changes um it the the i think the standard with no changes is a two week playoff so that's what the way they kept it that has always been like that since i've been in i think i've been in it about uh, 4 or 5 years and it's always been like that um and uh it's two weeks each round so and um, I had it around that the second round, basically the same, almost same type of lineup I had with my family league, and quite naturally I got bounced out because no one showed up. So, um, and I would have won the first first week and would have lost the second week. So it is what it is. I mean, uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to stay in that league because that's the only league that I'm in in ESPN. Uh, or any uh, website that has two two weeks for a round. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me because that that's no. that, that's not what football is about. That's not what fantasy uh, football is about. It's one and done. Um, right. You, you know, like um, I've heard some. I heard another league where you know it's head to head all season, but then in the playoffs, it's you know the four or six playoff teams. It's just most points. It doesn't make sense. You play head-to-head all year. You should play head-to-head in the playoffs, you know? Um, but, you know, the fl- the software becomes more flexible every year. But just because you're capable of having all those different wrinkles doesn't mean that it's good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things I could do in life, but I won't do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. God. <laughs> Eli just I'm not watching six. the game. You must be watching the game, and it's oh. not be going well. Doesn't seem like it's going well for you there, Jeff. Oh, Eli Manning. E- Eli Manning doesn't play well in Philly. So. Yeah, the Giants don't play well in Philly, but you know the 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 some of the worst Giants Eagle games have been in East Rutherford, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they got they got their problems at the link, especially, and, and uh, these Thursday night games are so ugly, and you know. Giant fans were thinking, you know, hey, they're getting hot at the right time. The defense is looking good. The offensive line improved a little bit, you know. Uh, they're running the ball a little better. Uh, 
you know. Uh, but they're already in the hole, fourteen nothing for this game. Um, what? What? Yeah. Well, yep. How much time is going to Eight minutes in the first quarter. It's about eight minutes. Really? I'm not lying. Yep. Oh my God! This is not. Tur- they have to. They have to win out if they have a chance to, at at the um, uh, division. And if well, they don't win out, they, well, they may not even get into the playoffs. Well, if they, I think they still. It would take a lot for them not to make it, but. For them to win the division, I think they'd have to win both games, and Dallas would have to lose both games. Exactly. Um, yes. I don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, they're down fourteen nothing, and uh, Gi- Giants are good, but uh, it's a it's a little bit of a hole. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you. Um, but my my I was concerned about the Giants' offensive line dealing with the Philly uh, defensive line. That that was the matchup that concerned me, and. Um, you know, Janoris Jenkins isn't suiting up for this game. I think they're just being safe with him because they want him for the playoffs. I'll tell you, though, uh, Jenkins and uh, Olivier Vernon and uh, 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 Snacks Harrison, um, they brought in the right guys, you know, because some teams think, you know, you take an average player and give them a ton of money and it makes them a great player. It doesn't work like that, you know. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, to get a good free agent, you got to spend money. But you got to spend it on the right kind of guy, you know, um, and that's why it's better if you can if you could pay your own guys. But obviously there weren't that many guys from last year worth paying, and uh, unfortunately uh, JPP is out. But he was really playing well when uh, when he got injured. So uh, you know, believe me, he he cost him a lot of money his accident and took a lot of criticism over it. But hey. You know, it was an accident. The only person he hurt is himself. And, uh, you know, uh, good for him. He, uh, he was, he's he was he been able to overcome that and uh, play at a high level. Yeah, right now the Giants are the fifth seed um, at 10-4. They're, the, they're uh, the team that has the best record of all the teams that are in the wild card hunt. But they still can't afford to lose this because – the Falcons are who are the third seed, and they happen to be the division leaders in the. Um, why did, did why are they in the division leaders? Oh, they went in the division there in the uh, NFC South, but you got the uh, Packers who are the sixth seed, eight and six. Giants can't afford to. Um, Lose a game because the last last game of the season they play the uh, Redskins in Washington, which they don't yeah. do well in Washington either. So um, they got two tough matchups, two division matchups back to back on the road. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you hate you hate when I hate this term because it's such a stupid term. You know, you hate when your team doesn't control their own destiny. Hey, they control their own destiny. They they suit up for all sixteen games. You control your own destiny. You know, so that's right. But but you know, but I know what the term means. They should come up with a better name for it. But uh, I remember in '84, the Giants needed Miami to beat Dallas on Monday night so that the Giants could go to the playoffs. It was you know the last Monday night game of the season. And it was uh, a, quote, meaningless game for Miami because they had already secured their seed and Dallas needed the game. So it's almost like a at least once a year in the NFL season that late in the year you get that sucker bet because someone's like, oh, well, this team is playing to make the playoffs and this other team is playing for nothing. But, you know, right. Miami was an excellent team. They had a, a Hall of Fame coach and, and Shula – was never going to rest his guys or, or, you know, not, not take a game seriously. And, um, in a quote, meaningless game, Miami played hard and, uh, you know, came from behind to beat Dallas, to put him in the playoffs. And believe me, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. And it was awesome. Um, but that, you know, Miami really showed that they were a quality franchise by, you know, by their performance in that game. Um, now, there was once a game, I think it was in 88, where B. 
because of tiebreakers. The Giants back then, they um, they they played very well against San Francisco and a, one of these like complicated tiebreakers. But supposedly, uh, and you could Google this, um, the the um, the Niners allegedly laid down in a game against the Rams because it put the Giants out of the playoffs. And Phil Simms said in the paper that the Niners laid down like dogs. <laughs> You have to believe it. It's possible. You know, I don't know if it was intentional. Um, But now, I remember in 81, and this is, you know, the Giants, they snuck into the playoffs at 9-7. And and at that point, they hadn't been in the playoffs in, I think, 18 years. And they had a Saturday game against Dallas, and they had to beat Dallas, who was very good at the time. To, to get to nine and seven and have a shot at the playoffs. And I was at that game and uh, Joe Danello, I think kicked the game winning field goal. You know, it was a tough defensive game. Cause back then it was a uh, Phil Sims was hurt. Like he usually was uh, early in his career. Scott Brunner was playing quarterback and uh, he was like the poor man's Joe Flacco. And um, uh, so even after that big, win over Dallas, which, you know, everybody would always get pumped up to play Dallas, you know, um, that the Giants, because of tiebreakers, that was a Saturday game on Sunday, all the Giant fans were glued to the TV because we, the Jets had to beat uh, the Packers to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, and they did it, and it was sweet. Okay. I don't know if you remember all that. No, I don't. But uh, that—that's the uh, one one of the times that the, the Giants appreciated what the Jets did. <laughs> yeah, that, that, oh, that doesn't happen me, I mean, too often. That was like all over, you know, the the local media. Hey, can the the, the Jets do the Giants a favor? But the Jets were also fighting for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, but you know, when both when both the Giants and Jets make the playoffs, that's a lot very exciting for the local fans. Yeah, but how often does that happen? So and uh, uh, it's happened a few times. Uh, yeah, just I just don't uh, see any time in the near future where that's going to happen. Where two two both the uh, both the professional football teams playing out of the same stadium are going to um, um, simultaneously be in the playoffs. Um, I can't. Just, I tell you, I can't remember the last time it happened, but you know, um, I'll tell you though, the Jets, uh, week seventeen last year, you know, um, the winning they're in and they really stunk, and this year, they really showed they they weren't that good last year. They lumped up on bad opponents, you know, um, the 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 sixty four thousand dollar question for the Jets continues to be. Who's the quarterback, you know? Um, uh, Because they don't have one. Yeah, well, uh, they join a a vast array of um, teams that are dealing with the same dilemma of not having a decent quarterback. Uh, And uh, there's um, several backups that may be in play this year. Um, Mike Glennon, for one. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, for another. Uh, my favorite, that guy, when he did play, when Andy Dalton got hurt, uh, he played pretty well. Um, he showed his rookie mistakes, and rookie uh, that he was a rookie, but there was a lot of potential, which is A.J. McCarron I'm talking about. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Maybe even Tom Savage, believe it or not, from what he, I sh- saw that uh, uh, the first game that he came in and, and played. Uh, more, It'll be more telling this week when he plays Cincinnati um, when he gets his first start. I'm talking about Tom Savage from the Houston Texans. And I'm trying to think of uh, Matt Barkley, who's been really balling out. Uh, who knew that? Yeah, got got to give him a lot of credit because uh, yep. he's been bouncing around and bit of you know, been yep. a bit of a disappointment as a pro. Yeah, got to yep. give him some credit. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think who else 
that it's been a backup or it may be a hot commodity or maybe a lukewarm commodity come uh, the end of the season leading into uh, next season. Because I don't think there's too many um, prospects coming from the college ranks that are um, going to be highly touted that going to be um, um, people are going to be falling over each other trying to get to. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, there's one and I can't remember his name that's probably go within the first round, maybe in the first 10 picks. Um, but I can't see of any other, not even the Heisman Trophy winner, I, that that uh, um, is a really worthy college quarterback. He, he, he's a runner, a slight uh, build, even slighter build, uh, even more slighter build than um, RG3. So I don't think yeah. he's a um, uh, uh, starting quarterback um, material. So, uh, well, there's there's a college quarterback who I like a lot, but he he'll be in for at least another year. Um, the kid at UCLA, Josh Rosen, um, uh, and I'm not being biased. I'm telling you, um, he's got good footwork. He's got he's got an arm. He's he's he's, uh, he's definitely got uh, NFL potential. I think. His uh, sophomore year was a little bit of a disappointment, but that's kind of okay. You know, let him take his lumps, you know. Um, uh, let him make some mistakes, you know. Um, because sometimes, you know, when he, you know, in recent years, you know, look at Alabama, gr- great college teams, the, they don't send good quarterbacks to the NFL because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they look good. Why? Because they got the best offensive line. They got great running backs. They got good receivers. But, does that really develop a quarterback? Not really, you know. Um, so those guys, uh, those Alabama quarterbacks, haven't done well in the NFL. Like when USC was great, um, you know, Carson Palmer is a very good NFL quarterback, but a lot of their other quarterbacks were duds, you know, because they put up good numbers, but it, you know, they uh, they had a great supporting cast. But I'll tell you, like uh, uh, Eli Manning, when he was in college, uh, he played well in a tough conference for one of the weaker teams. So he was going against tough opposition and taking his lumps, you know? So uh, sometimes I think that almost is a better way to develop quarterbacks. And now with, you know, these college teams, you know, with these uh, crazy, uh, you know, read option offenses, which very different than the NFL offenses, maybe more NFL teams will be looking to the one double a schools and division two schools for their quarterbacks. If, if they're running a more, Pro type system. It only make it would only make sense, Jeff. You know, it's it's, it's a much easier transition for a t- now, for a, a, a quarterback, even though he his competition may have been um, wanting because he was playing in one double A, but he was playing in a pro style offense, and, and that transition and, and that um, experience would bode well for someone that is in a pro-style offense in college to make a smooth transition or easier transition into the pro ranks and jump above that number one pick or a number, number first round pick or a second round pick or even a third round pick um, because that those rounds, those quarterbacks have played in big time schools, but, Big time schools with read option, or um, um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. The, besides the read option, is the um, type of offenses that the spread offense that uh, uh, right. really doesn't give the uh, quarterback a lot to lot to think about. All he does is he gets a snap and he throws to one spot where it's, where the guy is wide open or relatively open, versus a guy who's sitting behind the center takes a snap from the center, takes a three or seven step drop and has to make a decision on where the ball goes um, uh, within two, two, within two or three seconds versus a guy who's sitting back there four or five seconds. And, and he has a, a four, three or four wide receivers all over the field. And because it's a spread offense, the defense is spread out quite a bit more and, and spread thin and they have easy pickings on where they want to throw. Plus the fact is you get the best of the best 
in the pros. So the the best athlete on say UCLA, the best athlete on Louisville, the best athlete on uh, the, the University of Houston, all come on one team, and you're going against the best of those guys. You're not going against um, Joe Smo from Houston, along with the best uh, player from Houston, or some also ran from Houston. You got maybe one or two very good players on one squad. And I'm just saying University of Houston that you got one or two guys, maybe three guys, doesn't make a difference, just maybe three guys, for example, that are really outstanding NFL caliber players. The rest of the guys are very good college players. So you're going up against that maybe week in and week out and think you're, you're, the, um, you're the best thing to size spread. Well, you get the elite guys from those teams, all on one team. Now, what are you going to do? Now, you, 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 your confidence is going to be shaken because you're not as good as you thought you were because now you're going up against the best of the best, not the best and the least and the even less. So it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot anyway when, when you draft guys. Um, you try to get as much, much information uh, along with your gut uh, to, 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 to pull these guys in and get the best um, information so that these guys don't disappoint, but it still happens. That's, why, that's where you get a Dak Prescott. That's where you get a Tom Brady, um, things like that, guys that drop in, in, a, um, in the later rounds when they're a lot better than their draft, um, their draft number is. But, uh, yeah, I'll All tell you, you know, the, the big news about uh, college football this week has been uh, star players uh, sitting out the ball games. Um, and, you know, I don't like it, but I can't blame them. And it just goes to show you that unless it's uh, a big-time bowl, which is only a few of those, or, or you know, the playoff game, uh, th- these aren't real games. They're they're postseason exhibition games. And yep. believe me, I am sure that players in the past may have faked injuries just because <laughs> they didn't want to get hurt in a meaningless yep. postseason exhibition game. Mm-hmm. And yep. even um Anthony uh, Booger McFarland, he admitted that he uh he kind of faked an injury in one of those games, I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was either a bowl game or it was a late season game, and you know he knew okay. he was going to the NFL, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not hard to fake an injury. Um, no. So, uh, um, but you know, the, these bowl games are ridiculous. I mean, you, you think uh, you should have to win. I don't know, maybe eight games or at least seven to get to a ball game. You shouldn't see six win teams in a ball game, because especially if you're a six win team, two of those wins could have come over, uh, you know, Southwest Montana State. You know. Right. Right. All right, Jeff. We come to the end of the show. Uh, like I said before, I want to wish you a happy holidays. Yep. Um, we'll be you. having a sh- we'll having a show. Uh, Next Thursday, which will be the last Thursday, believe it or not, of uh, 2016, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, on Sunday, Saturday, I'll be doing a, um, a uh, Saturday edition of the Master Plan, being that uh, the, uh, Sunday is Christmas, and being that most of the games are on Saturday. So my show will be on 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And um, Victor will not be doing a show due to a, uh, a loss in the family. Um, and uh, it'll be just a master plan. And uh, so I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa, or any other holiday that you um, celebrate about this time of year. Be safe, be careful, enjoy your family and friends, um, but do it safely. Jeff, uh, I'll let you make the last statement before we get out of here. Well, um, good luck to everybody. 
uh, well, almost everybody in uh, your <laughs> fantasy playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, and just uh, be careful, be safe, enjoy your holidays. Peace. Would that be saying same, same to me? Same from me, I should say. Peace. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer, t-